0: Boy, it doesn't take us very long as we think about those things to be thankful for that that those things begin to th- come up, don't they? And I mean, as we think about those and, and even the small things that we sometimes take for granted, when we think on those things, we can, we can offer thanks uh, even for those things. This morning, we continue making our journey through the book of Thessalonians. And I know that as you look at 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, you guys are all amazed that our journey continues. And this happens to be the verse that we're on this morning. But you guys know well enough that that wasn't my planning. That that's just the way it's worked out. But this morning we come to First Thessalonians 5, verse 18. Uh, and in this passage, we're reminded that giving thanks to God is something that we are instructed to do. In fact, giving thanks to God is something that's to be done in accordance with the will of God. So open your Bibles this morning to First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. I'll read it aloud, and you can follow along with me in your copy of the scriptures. First Thessalonians 5, verse 18 says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Father, we are grateful for this morning, and we thank you for the safety that you granted us, that we could be here this morning. Thankful that we live in a nation that we could come without fear, and being able to be here and gather and worship. And we know, Lord, there are people all around the world that don't have that same Benefit, and so we are thankful for that. Thankful that we each have a copy of your word on our laps this morning. We know, Lord, that many people around the world don't have that same opportunity. We're thankful for that. I pray, Lord, as we look into your word this morning, that your word would look into us. Open our hearts and our minds to what you have for us, Lord, and I pray that we would hear from you today. We are so grateful for who you are, Lord. We're especially grateful for your son, and I just pray, Lord, as we look into your word, You would take my mind and my heart and my tongue and allow me to share what you'd have us to hear. Nothing more, Lord, but certainly nothing less either. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen. This morning as we begin, we want to look at three things as we move through this passage. Boy, I'm going to have to have that keyboard up here. There we go. First Thessalonians 5, verse 18, there are three things that we want to look at. The first thing we want to see is what. We want to see the what, we want to see how, and we want to see the why. So as we dive into this passage, and we think about giving thanks. We want to see what, we want to see how, and we want to see why. The first thing we see is there in verse 18, and it says give thanks. And you know, as you read that, that's kind of a a simple enough instruction, right? That's not too difficult. It just says give thanks. And this is something that we have been taught since we were kids. I know when uh, somebody gave me something and my parents would say, what do you say? And I'd always have to say thank you. I'd have to thank them for whatever they they gave me. If I liked it or not, I had to say thank you uh, and show that appreciation because it's the thought that counts. And as they did that, so we're always taught to give thanks. And you know, as we think about that, giving thanks to God is something that that seems to be a natural thing. But yet sometimes for some people, it's a foreign concept. Thanking God sometimes is a foreign concept for some people. Why, as we think about that, why do we live in a society that seems to be so unthankful? In our day and age, we seem to live in a time where people are unthankful. As we think about that, we, in this time of, of ungratefulness, we kind of live in a time of entitlement where, where people just feel like they're entitled. And that kind of seems to be the, the mindset for, ev- for, for so many. They just see that everyone deserves it, and I especially deserve mine. Not thankful for what we have, but we covet what everybody else has. So instead of having gratitude or thankfulness or or giving thanks, we we just covet what others have, and we're greedy about that. And that's kind of the the mindset that's in society. Some people have, have taken God completely out of the equation. They just don't see God as being uh, even a, a reason to be thankful. They don't see God as being the one who gives things to them. They, they don't have that view. Romans 1.21 uh, shares this. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So they didn't really look to God. They, they may talk about God, but they don't really recognize things coming from God. And as a result of that, they refuse to give honor to God. They refuse to give glory to God like He deserves, and they refuse to give thanks to God as a result of that. Some don't even believe that God is real. They don't believe in the existence of God. Instead, they see everything as just luck, just just has to be plain luck. It just depends on the way the cards fall. And if the cards fall in the right place, it was good luck. You hear people say, if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. And that's just kind of their mindset as they they go through life. And as they have things, as they receive things, they just see it as luck. And so if it's just luck, there really is no need to thank anyone. Because that's just the way the cards fall. Some believe that everything has to do with karma. That if I do enough good things, the universal smile upon me, and good things will happen to me. Sometimes, if I do bad things, then the universal frown upon me, and bad things will happen to me. So, if it's all about karma, karma or caramel, uh, If it's all about karma, I mean, what do we got to worry about, right? But some people think if it's all about karma, then then what do I really have to give thanks for? Because. You know what, it's just kind of the way it is. I've kind of deserved it. And, and all of these attitudes, all of these mindsets, sometimes they kind of sneak into society. Sometimes they even sneak into our lives. And as those things sneak in, they do lead to unthankfulness. We kind of begin to get a mindset that this is what I deserve, that I've, that I've worked hard for this, I've earned this, I've, I've bought enough Girl Scout cookies with caramel that things should work out okay for me. And that's kind of the mindset that we have, that that we're just lucky sometimes that way. But as we look at this, we see this instruction that says, give thanks give thanks. That's the instruction that's given to us. And as we think about that, it is an important reminder that we get that sometimes. Uh, And you know, once a year, focusing on it is one thing, but it should be a, a mindset for us. And so as we think about this instruction or this command to give thanks, how is it possible that we can give thanks? We read, give thanks in all circumstances. How can that be possible? As we think about this, as followers of Christ, thankfulness is essential. Thankfulness is something that we as Christians should be known for. Thankfulness should be something that we as Christians should be known for. Thanksgiving should be a part of our character trait as we think about what Christ has done for us, as we think about all that we have because of God, because we recognize who God is, then thanksgiving should be that character trait that we have. And you know, it's interesting that as Paul wrote letters to the different churches that he had planted, one of the things that he mentions often is about them giving thanks and about giving thanks and the importance of that. This is Ephesians 5, verse 3. Ephesians 5 verse 3 says this, But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, let there be thanksgiving. Instead of seeking the desires of the flesh, instead of coveting what others have, instead of using your mouth for filthy or foolish or, or crude joking, instead of doing those things, instead, use your mouth to give thanks. Use your mouth to give thanks to God. Ephesians 5, verse 18 says this, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks for everything to God. Important to recognize that everything comes from God. And, you know, as we think about that, we think, well, I don't know. I can do it on my own. But remember how COVID was when we were all shut down and we couldn't do anything? There's a recognition there, isn't there? That everything can come to a halt in just minutes. And so it is important that we recognize that everything does come from God. And we should be give mindful and mouth-filled with thanksgiving for the things that God has given to us. This is Philippians 4. Verse 6. Philippians 4, verse 6. Was I there already? Boy, Nate, I think you better just run it. Philippians 4, verse 6 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds In Christ Jesus. You know, it's amazing as we look at prayer and as we look at Thanksgiving, it's amazing how those two things go together. When we have that mindset on prayer, when we're taking our request before the Lord, it's amazing how quickly and closely behind Thanksgiving follows. It almost seems like they're hooked together. There's that prayer, and there's that praise, and then there's that thanksgiving that that seems to come with that. And it says that it passes all understanding. Peace comes that passes all understanding. When we're we're coveting, when we're greedy, and when we're looking at what we don't have, there's no peace in that. There's always that searching, that seeking, that looking. But when we're thankful, when there's that thanksgivingness there, there is that peace that's there. I read somewhere that prayerlessness is what leads to thanklessness. There's so many S's in that, it's hard for me to say, but prayerlessness leads to thanklessness. And isn't it amazing in our own lives, and you don't have to raise your hand, but we know somebody who's like this. When we go through those time periods where we're not in prayer as we should be, then that thankfulness is not there where it should be either. There's a thanklessness there followed behind our prayerlessness. Now you can show us Colossians 2, 6 through 7, 8. It says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. I don't know about you, but I hear that abounding. I don't think about once a year. Uh, I do think about abounding once a year, but thankfulness abounding is is more than just once a year. Abounding is a picture of something that's, that's overflowing with thanksgiving. Have you guys seen those endless pools where they don't really have a barrier on them? It just seems like the water is even with the top of the pool, and it just seems like the pool just goes on forever? Uh, this is this picture that I think about when I think about this abounding thanksgiving. It's just overflowing. It just seems to go on continuously. There's no, there's no barrier there. It's just even with the top. That's, that's this abounding thanksgiving. And that's this mindset here. And you know, as we look at these verses and as we unfold these verses and as we read these verses together, there's nothing in these verses that would indicate that thanksgiving is to be just once a year. There's nothing to indicate that Thanksgiving should just be once a month. There's nothing to indicate that Thanksgiving should just be a weekly practice. This Thanksgiving should be just a continual practice as we, as we live life. Thanksgiving should just be something that, that flows out of our mouth, that, that just is abundant. and and overflowing. And it is all about this mindset. It is all about this attitude, isn't it? Now, as we look at verse 18 here, it says, give thanks in all circumstances. As followers of Christ, we have no excuses for unthankfulness. As followers of Christ, we have no excuses. In all circumstances, we are to give thanks. In all circumstances, I was reading this last week, and I read this uh, quote by Ruth Bell and I, uh, Ruth Graham. And I don't normally put quotes up, but I thought this was good. It says, "We can't always give thanks for everything, but we can always give thanks in everything." Now let's think about this for a moment. I can't give thanks for everything but I can give thanks in everything. How is this possible? How is it possible for me to be able to give thanks in everything? Well, in order for us to do that, there are a couple of requirements that have to to be met first. All right? The first requirement is that we must acknowledge the sovereignty of God. In uh, In order for us to be thankful in everything, we have to recognize and acknowledge the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God is just recognizing that God is in control of all things. Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says this, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. We know that for those who love God, And that's the important thing here, that for those who love God, for those who love God, all things will work together for good. How do we know from that verse that God is in control? Because he says all things will work together for good. If God was not in control of all things, then he couldn't say that all things will work together for good. But as things come in our lives and as things unfold, we know that God is in complete control. And that everything that happens in our world, everything that impacts our world, God can use that for good. And we can can rest in that and bring that assurance. and, And that should help us to be thankful in our different circumstances that we face. There's nothing that comes our way that is not passed through the hands of God first. There's nothing that comes our way that surprises God. God doesn't look around and go, oh, man, I should have kept a better eye on him. Man, I didn't even think. God never does that. God is in control. And as we look at our world today, sometimes we've got to stop in in moments and just say, God, I am glad you are in control. I am thankful you are in control. Because what would this world be like if chaos ruled? Sometimes it feels like chaos rules, but... God is sovereign over that chaos. Sometimes we have to step back and say, God, I am so grateful that you're in control. I don't know what's going on, but I'm thankful that I know the one who's in charge because all things work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And you know, as we think about God and being in control, we have to grow in our understanding of that sovereignty We have to grow secure in that understanding so that we can place faith and our trust in God's sovereignty. Trusting God must be our habit. If we are going to be thankful in all things, trusting God has to be a habit. It can't be something that we just do the fourth Thursday of every year on November. Trusting God has to be a habit for us. It has to be something that we do regularly. Trusting God. It can't be something that we just do on occasion. We will not be thankful in all circumstances if we don't trust God in all circumstances. We will not be thankful if we do not walk in that trust. You know, when we went through the study in Genesis, and we saw, we saw Joseph, and we saw the life of Joseph unfold, we never saw Joseph complain, or, or whine, or, or moan. Uh, we saw Joseph as one who understood the sovereignty of God. This was in Genesis 50, verse 20. It says, as for you, you meant evil against me. Remember all of the brothers sold him into slavery and all of those bad things happened to him while he was in Egypt. And then all of a sudden he meets up with his brothers again and they're fearful that he's going to kill them. And Joseph steps back and he says, as for you, you meant evil against me. You meant to harm me. But God was in control. God meant it for good to bring it about, that many people should be kept alive, and they are today. You see, Joseph understood the sovereignty of God. Joseph trusted in the sovereignty of God. Joseph rested in the sovereignty of God. And we need to grow in that sovereignty and our understanding of that so that we can trust God in those circumstances. Even when we don't understand We should be able to trust God because of our faith and because of our recognition of his sovereignty. And that's where Joseph was. Joseph walked trusting God. He lived in the midst of continually trusting in God through his circumstances. He grew in that trust and continued to trust God. He knew that God had a plan. Now, as we think about this, and as we think about trusting God and, and recognizing his sovereignty, there's something else that must happen. There certainly needs to be us in alignment with God. We need to be walking in fellowship with God. Uh, if we are walking in the flesh, when we are following the desires of our own hearts, then, then thanking God through the midst of circumstances is going to be impossible. Ephesians 5, verse 18, we already looked at this once, but I just want to emphasize it. It says, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. You know, when someone is controlled by wine, they can say anything they want. They can can do all of those things, and they just say, you know what? I wasn't thinking right. Uh, That that stuff was controlling me, and I, I wasn't in my right mind. But Paul says, instead of that, be filled with the Spirit, or be controlled by the Spirit. There's a difference here about being controlled by wine, but being controlled by the Spirit. And as a result of that, they dress one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we are controlled by the Spirit, when we are walking controlled by the Spirit, in accordance with the Spirit, in fellowship with God, thanksgiving is going to be something that comes out. It's going to be overflowing from us. And so it's important that we're maintaining that proper relationship with God. Not walking according to the flesh, but walking according to the Spirit. And as we do that, we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. And so it's so important for us to be controlled by the Spirit, walking in line with the Spirit, controlled by the Spirit, and walking in step with God. And when we do that, as a result of that, we will be walking in thanksgiving, giving thanks in all things. So that's the what, and that's the how. But the next question is why? Why would God desire us to walk and to give thanks in this? Why is that? I'm glad you asked that question. Look at verse 18. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The will of God. We often wonder what God's will is for our lives. I mean, how often do we wonder that? What is, God's, what is God's will for my life? And we, we search that. People search that all the time. And, and they look in different things and they try to discover God's will. Sometimes they buy crystal balls or they go see someone who can read palms. And, you know, what is God's will for my life? And, you know, we do all of those different things to try to figure out what God's will is for our life. God, would you, would you just speak to me? I mean, just shake the chandelier. You know, do that for me. Uh, Lord, make the sun go out for like six seconds, and then I'll know the six different ways that I have to go. That's, that sometimes is how we desire for God to show us his will. But notice this says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How many of you have a red letter edition Bible on your lap right now? It's still in black and white, isn't it? This is still in black and white, even with the red letter edition Bible. It's still in black and white right in front of you. This is the will of God for you. Now, I think as we read this, this is all connected. Look at verse 16. I know you guys have verse 16 already memorized. It says, Rejoice always, for this is the will of God. It says, Pray without ceasing. Another verse you have memorized, for this is the will of God. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. As followers of Christ, it's God's will that we rejoice always. And as followers of Christ, it's God's will that we pray without ceasing. As we read this, we see that we are to give thanks in all circumstances, because this is the will of God. So sometimes, as we think about that and needing that magic lamp to show us what the will of God is, it's right here in black and white. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. Give thanks. Give thanks. And my translation doesn't say anything about it just being the fourth Thursday of November either. Give thanks. This is the will of God. So there you have it. Give thanks. The what, the how, and the why. What do we take home from this? What do we apply to our Sunday afternoon? I think the first thing that we need to do is I think we need to take this verse for what it says. We need to give thanks. We need to give thanks. Sometimes that giving thanks is a matter of just realizing what we have just realizing what God has given to us. And I don't want to bust your bubble, but you don't deserve it. All right? I know we don't like telling people that, and it's the wrong day and age to tell you that, but we don't deserve it. But we have it. In spite of us, God has given it to us. And so we do need to give thanks. And it does. it is a matter of the small things, giving thanks to God for those small things. That is the will of God, giving thanks in all circumstances. So how are you doing at carrying out the will of God? If this is the will of God to give thanks, how are we doing in carrying out the will of God? Sometimes, just like today, we just need to slow down And just recognize all that we have, all that we have to be thankful for, and give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. This week at 9 o'clock, as we pause to pray, let's pray that we would be people who would give thanks in all circumstances that whatever the circumstance may be, that we would be that person who would give thanks. I heard a story about a pastor who was preaching something similar to this about giving thanks in all circumstances. And he was a pastor who was thankful. He was, seemed to be overflowing with thankfulness. And they had a dreary, rainy, cloud-covered day, and people came in, and they were sopping wet. It was just one of those miserable days. I don't think they lived in Michigan one of those days and someone in the back thought, man, I wonder what the pastor is going to be thankful for today. And as he started praying, he started praying and and in the midst of his prayer, he said, Lord, we are, we are so thankful that every day is not like today. And you know, even in that we can find things to be thankful for, can't we? We can be thankful for those things.